Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice that come with the shit. True. Late nights, early Speak mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it, and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand, mm-hmm. and people in general, it's the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money by income. Mm. Get money by more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. Was I with the wealthy people? It's your boy David Bellard, and you are now tapped into your favorite show. The Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. I'm here with my brother Jalen Clark. Jalen, how you living, dog? What's up with it, y'all? It's your boy Jalen, man. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. I'm living great, man. Finally, not hot as shit in Texas. We kind of got you it know got a little cold, cool man. off. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm amazing, dog. And I'm I'm happy. We got one of my favorite people. A I've been South man, Dallas dog. legend. We've been waiting to get from on Dallas, this one. But he a legend. Yeah, he from H Town, but yeah. you know. You know what to do? Yeah, I'll yeah. let you I'll let you do okay, the introduction. Man. All right, man. So, yeah. Introduction master. Hey man, look, man. I, I just gotta say it just a few words. This man really is like we get people out here that's doing the damn thing. And he is doing the damn thing and has been doing it well for over a decade out here in Dallas. Uh started out in the South Dallas area, buying property when nobody wanted to buy the shit. And now he's turned dollars into a, lot. a multi-million dollar real estate development empire. He has projects where he's letting our people get in on the ground level to start owning things. And we have none other than Mr. Scotty Smith. How you doing, Scotty? What's up, man? <laughs> That's a good introduction, That's man. That's what I'm saying. The introduction, I, 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 man. That's a good dog. introduction, man. Thank, thank you. We're going to have to go on the road with that one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, That's man, a good I'll one. Try, I'll try. I'll try. That's a good, that's a good one, man. Appreciate, you, uh, appreciate y'all having me on the show, man. It's exciting, man. Love what y'all building here. Love what y'all doing. Uh, shoot, 
I'm here to talk, man. man let's hey, get man, it, man. Appreciate it. Hey, I definitely appreciate you coming on. This is something that's long overdue. Hell I know, yeah. shit, I think we connected with you almost two years ago. Yeah, now. Boy, we was doing uh, Andre's yep, uh, podcast. You came through, yeah. That's a fact. Yep. And oh, I was like, yeah. wait a minute. How the hell we don't know this man? Yeah, yeah. And, but I always say it's perfect timing. Mm-hmm. We don't ever rush it. It's mm-hmm. always great. Uh, like you have a lot of great things going on. I know I did give you an introduction, yeah. But to just get things started, man, I love for you to give an audience an introduction to yourself. Yeah, man, fifteen year veteran, almost two, almost two decades in the real let them know, business. talk to them. Um, been doing this uh, all of my adult life, really, since uh, I could pay my bills on my own. This is what I've been focused on and and helping to uh, rebuild the community, uh, be it on the real estate broker side, then got into the real estate development side so for the most part man all things real estate so buy sell rent invest all things real estate and you know really i live by the mantra of you know my goal is really simple and it's to help people and i just use real estate as that vehicle to do so and so um right now really heavily focused on helping people to build wealth in real estate um helping people to create and leave legacy using real estate uh and doing legacy projects within real estate that ultimately, you know, are something that our people can come back to and say, dang, we were a part of that. We were, we were involved in the development of that in some capacity. So that's, that's what's been going on, man. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's been a great, it's been a great ride so far. And I know a lot of people be saying this, but man, this is really only the beginning. It's crazy. So, oh, yeah. And love it. yeah, I love it. And I love to see what you've, doing and i know we've had some conversations off camera before i know you got your start whenever you were like in college right yeah. mm-hmm. like you said since you you could pay your own bills and that that should just really like inspire me it's like damn you had this foresight while you was in undergrad yeah can you talk about you know what got you started in real estate in college and how you got your your, your start yeah no so uh it's, I, I love telling this story, man, because a lot of times people be like, man, you know, my background or where I'm from or family's not this or family doesn't have that. I didn't grow up with a silver spoon. Neither did I, man. I have so many siblings, man. It's ridiculous. Um, I tell people a lot of times, man, my, my, my parents didn't have cable growing up or TV for that matter. So <laughs> we played outside a lot and they made babies a lot. <laughs> so it was a lot of us. Um, and so I came up here. To North Texas, University of North Texas, originally to play football, so I was a preferred walk-on. Um, I walked on, and then I walked back off, took my talents to the College of Business. <laughs> I understand, my brother. <laughs> and so I went, went to the College of Business, um, thought I was going to be an accountant, enrolled into uh, this intro to real estate class. Professor John Bain uh, walks into the class and says, if you don't own real estate by the end of this semester – you ain't learn shit and I ain't teach you shit. And I'm like, what the hell? I ain't never had no, no professor talk right. to me you like know, that. And, yeah. and it, it, was a, it was a very real conversation because I'm like, on the one hand, I'm really just trying to make A's. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this is that part of like the grand assignment? A, a, am I going to make an F if I don't get that? Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, taking the, you know, the laughter in and I'm like, yo, I, if I go home right now, like I still got a, a curfew and you talk about, I need to go <laughs> on some, some shit by the end of this semester. And so, you know, but that class showed me and it opened up, um, just a world of knowledge that I just wasn't privy to that. I didn't know about. I think the greatest part of that class was the gentleman brought his tax returns to class 
And we talked about, you know, multimillionaire. He's just teaching on the college level, I think, just for the love of the sport, you know, love of teaching. Not because he had to, but his tax returns were so crazy. I'm like, what is that? What is this? How are you? Real estate. That's how. That's how. I'm like, damn, this is wild. Um, so I changed my major from accounting to finance with a minor in real estate. Didn't buy a property by the end of that semester, but the next semester I got a pretty good size scholarship from the uh, from the College of Business. Took that scholarship money, bought a house um, not far from campus in what's called Southeast Denton. Bought that house and did what people know now as house hacking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so at the age of 19, I rented out two rooms to my close friends. Um, and shit, man, it was just up from there and shit. I got bit by the bug and, you know, within two years I had bought two more houses, you know, so I'm 2021 in college in undergrad, you know, shit. Owning more houses (laughs) than your professors. Owning more houses than my professors, only more houses than my parents, you know? Um, so it was a very game changing, legacy changing generational curse breaking situation for me. And so uh, while a lot of my friends were taking their refund checks and, you know, buying shoes and cars and all that type of shit, um, I was buying real estate. That's hard. And I remember, uh, I remember a deal that I got and it was this Sue Axtell. She was my agent in, in, in college. And I remember it was a deal. I just wrote her name on (laughs) and she didn't even know, that she was getting a commission check. <laughs> she was like, wait, what is this for? Next time, tell me, you know, <laughs> that I'm going to get paid. I will work for you. I'm like, nah, you you helped me get into my first one. You good. This is just a, you know, I'm really changing my entire family's life mm-hmm. with just, you know, the thing I that you Would with. you have gave her that, that, that 3% still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, because, I mean, it wasn't coming out of my pocket. The seller was paying it. So somebody had to get it. <laughs> so ultimately, man, I just took, those experiences and those transactions has just been unraveling ever since. Um, and it's, I say it's just gotten out of control, <laughs> but it's very strategic in the way that I've, I've kind of progressed throughout my real estate career. Uh, shit, man. Started a brokerage featured in, you know, Black Enterprise on BET, featured in Forbes, 30 under 30. I, I've really just taken this thing by the horns and, and quiet as it's kept became one of the i think one of the most influential real estate professionals hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you yeah or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about well get ready to feel that excitement all over again because amazon prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level absolutely prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. In Dallas. Um, And I don't I don't say that lightly because, um, you know, when I started doing development in South Dallas, I was telling everybody like, yo, come on, like be a part of this movement now. 
while land is still cheap. And it's because I knew what I was about to do, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I knew what I was going to do. I knew I was going to start building on these lots that I owned. I had a critical mass, a lot of properties. So I'm like, I'm about to start building. Naturally, when you build stuff new, prices going to increase. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And that's exactly what they did. And so people have started buying properties years after I said it. And now it's, you know, even the mayor had this whole gross out thing. And it's like, yeah, it's what I've been saying, you know, gross out, move south. Um, and shoot, now everybody's in South Dallas. I say everybody, but there's a good portion of development going mm -hmm. on in South Dallas. People buying land for $60,000, begging me to sell them a deal. I'm like, nah, bro. So whenever you were starting with this movement, Scotty, I just want to get people like in a, how much were the lots whenever you were first starting to buy and like what time frame was there? So this was 2015, 2016. Um Really, lots were $500, $1,000, $1,200. I think I bought my most expensive lot was $12,000, and I bought that owner finance. I was like, you know, I give you some money down, and you carry the note. You know. You become the bank. and this was, Right, and you become the bank. So This was only seven years ago. It was only seven years ago. And man. now they got people buying lots in the same area for $60,000. For $60,000. There's there's Just a, the land. So my house, so I actually built over there, built my house for my family. The, the the lot that my house is on cost me $7,500. Literally, I want to say 10, blo 10 lots over. Not blocks, but 10 lots over. There's one that just hit the market not too long ago for $100,000. 100000 Damn. $100,000. Just was the land. Just not, the land. How big we talking? Like we talking 50 by 150. So that's a 7,500 square foot lot. So we talking about, Damn. we talking about money. Like, that's a lot of dollars per square foot for just the dirt. And so I was telling people, y'all need to come on. I remember somebody said, why? Why South Dallas? I said, bro, because land is it, it's impossible for land to get any cheaper. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Like, I can't. I mean, at this, like, they're going to give it away? I don't know. It just doesn't <laughs> make sense. But this is the only area of the city that's left to be developed. Like, it's just not going to be. Five hundred dollars for forever, forever. Just, yeah. I mean, shit, we spend that at the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take that. Let's go get this land, and we'll we'll catch the club on the next paycheck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Dallas is a section city, dog. It is. Man. You gotta buy a section. Ain't no dance. Then you floor. gotta buy. You gotta buy a bottle. Yeah. Ain't Minimum no, of hundred fifty to no two hundred dollars. They got no dance floor. Ain't no dance floor. Like you got here. couches, baby. You sit down. <laughs> but, but but that's what you know. Just seven short years ago, man. It was it was uh. It was oh, it was it was there for the taking, um, but shit, man, I'm happy I did what I did. So, <laughs> how many lots would you say you acquired in them in them seven years? Oh man, I think so. Right now, I have 48 lots, and I just updated that because I just closed on one. So 40, yeah, so 48 lots. Um, 
I've sold 60, you mm-hmm. know, that my partner and I have built. So we probably, oh, well, damn. Yeah, we, we 100 lots at, at one point. And so it's. So I definitely understand. We wanted why you, to buy more. Yeah. Like we wanted to, we literally want to buy more. So I, the, the goal was to get a group of people to each invest a specific amount of money because we wanted to buy like 100 to 200 lots. And I, we talk a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, eighteen hundred bucks. Lots was cheap. Mm-hmm. If we had to just, if we could have convinced more people to be a part of this, what would have happened is seven years later, lots of sixty thousand dollars times a hundred. What times? Why is that, man? It's, it, I, my calculator can't even do it fast enough. But it's a. We talking about at a minimum, we'll say just conservatively speaking that we sell the whole portfolio for fifty thousand a lot. That's a hundred lots, two hundred lots. What's that? You know, that's that's that, that's man. between five million and ten million dollars on an initial investment. If we bought them off for a thousand, on average, fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 great money. It, it, it not just great, phenomenal dollars. Like, but shit, man, I still encourage it because I don't think we're still. I don't think we're at the tip of this this point. Still, mm-hmm. we still undeveloped. We're still underdeveloped, mm-hmm. and it's still opportunity for. Pe- I'm about to buy 24 lots right now, in a small subdivision for under six hundred thousand dollars, under five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. If this dude agrees to this last little change, but is this in South Dallas? This in South Dallas. So, Scotty, I gotta ask, right? So I know you started off in college. You bought a few different properties mm-hmm. there. Um, and you've been doing real estate your whole life. Did what was the next step for you? Did you get your license? Yeah, so I got I got my I got my real estate license actually when the market went to hell in the handbasket. So okay. when when the Great Recession happened, when all the agents was getting out, you got in. I got in, so I got licensed. Um, and I was really just helping my friends on campus find apartments and rental houses off campus. So. Cops wouldn't shut our parties down. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's really where it started. Um, and really accidentally started growing a real estate brokerage firm. Because, I mean, you know, my whole deal was I want to be an investor. I want to make certain that I teach people how to do this. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I just took my knowledge on the real estate investment side, applied it to the brokerage side to help people buy their homes like investors buy. Under market value. Yeah. So that's what, you know, shit. Our average price point at one point was under 200,000. And we were doing 150 to 200 transactions a year as a brokerage. Sheesh. And so, you know, we were taking a lot of swings, you know, at the bar, but we were helping a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've had in my entire career, I've probably had 10 non-black clients. And so I'm very specific about that because there's, you know, real estate brokerage and the real estate industry is heavily dominated by um, white women. And that's just the demographics. I'm not making it up. It's dominated by white women. uh, And naturally, they're salespeople. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Your salespeople is a real estate sales license. So I took, took the advisor approach and I said, all right, let me advise people on how to do this Right Pro- and properly to help them build wealth. Right, and so that's what is. I don't know any of my clients who've ever foreclosed on a property. I, I don't know any of my clients that have ever, you know, lost a house or any of those types of things. But you know, I take pride in that. So, so how do you? 
What you mean you accidentally built a brokerage? How you accidentally build a brokerage? Because that wasn't really my plan. That mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't my plan of action. I wasn't trying to go in like I, I had no big vision for having like the number one real estate brokerage company in the in the country. Like that wasn't it. I wanted to just so you weren't under you weren't under another person. Like you were you started off independently. So yeah, so I started with um when I got my license, my my professor actually held my license because you had to have a, a broker hold your license. And then I had the same one who got yeah, you in the game. The same one who got me in the game. Damn, that's a hell of a professor. Yeah, dog. He, he dope, man. He, he dope. I wish my dad prof- yeah, professor he, he would have did some shit like that. And then I actually um my a really close friend and mentor of mine named Arian Ramsire, he started a company called Units of America. And that was specifically for real estate investments, investment advisors. So that's what it was. Yeah. That's dope. And I just dope. said, you know, I looked at him. I said, hey, man, let me let me uh, let me let me start the residential side. He was like, nah, I only want to do multifamily investments, which we, we were doing. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just go off and really focus on this single family stuff. And that's mm-hmm. like, all right, here I am. <laughs> and so it just happenstance. And it's, a, it's an interesting story, man, on how we get to this point. So awesome. Awesome. So now I kind of want to go into after buying the land. Right. You start and going to the development side of things. So we uh we had Derek Johnson on here recently. He was telling us like how whenever one of his first land deals, he didn't have to come out of pocket for mm-hmm. it. He basically got the plans drawn up, was able to go to the bank, show them, hey, look, this is what I plan to do with the property. Mm-hmm. And he was able to get financing and build on that property. So I was wondering if you could like kind of walk us through that first build process. Yeah. So I'm not certain. Um, I'm not certain what bank he used with that. And so um, I'll be honest, banks will finance a hundred percent of your build and a good percent of your land purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say they will. Right. But what they don't tell you is that you have to have some capital because we're only going to give you the money in draws. Okay. We're not going to just write you a check and say, bam, here's $100,000, $200,000 in your account. Go build, and we hope to get that collateral. I mean, you know, get the collateral That's back. bad risk management from a bank standpoint. Right, from a bank perspective. And so they expect for you to have a plan, you know, have your plans drawn, have this, and then they expect for you to get to a certain point then they request you request a draw and then they come and inspect it. Then they release that portion. And so a lot of times in a development aspect, a lot of people want to get into this space Mm -hmm. as they should, because any, if you look around any city, anywhere in the world, what you see there is the creation of a developer. With every monthly bill, like rent and car payments, you know exactly what you're getting when you pay for it. But health insurance plans feel like the total opposite. They're confusing and expensive. Then when you actually have to use your benefits, there are deductibles, claims, processes, and other red tape to deal with. But CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. CrowdHealth is simple, transparent, and affordable. As a member, you'll get a personal care advocate who is with you every step of the way to help navigate the complexities of health events. They'll even negotiate bills on your behalf and could save you thousands of dollars in the process. Plus, you'll get access to thousands of other members who are ready to help pay for large health expenses. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. 
CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Period. Because a developer had a plan, he had a vision, he put it down, he got the team together to draw it up and sketch it up from his mind, and then he hired the people to execute it for him. So everything around here from a land perspective comes from a developer. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck developed these damn highways in Texas? Right, 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 right. Infrastructure <laughs> developers uh, and the government. They fucking trash. So yeah. <laughs> but um, so, yes, you can get 100% financing, but yes, you also do need at least a little bit of capital to mm-hmm. get you from draw to draw. Got a little you. bit of cash to get you from, you know, in between. And it's just cash flow management, right? And you can do that on, you know, I know a lot of people have been talking about how to leverage your credit and your credit mm-hmm. cards. That's one way to do it, you know what I mean? Because you can pay your contractors with your car. You can pay for material. Bank comes out, sees that you got the shit up. You can reimburse yourself. And they reimburse you. You pay off your credit card, you know, get your points. So that type of shit. Kind of like rinse and repeat the process. Exactly. So, okay, I, I'm just making sure I'm following you here. So, like, I get a piece of land. I go to the bank. I got, okay, look, this is my plans. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they're going to tell you, okay, start doing it. Yeah. And they give you, like, some benchmarks almost like, okay, well, you got to get the foundation and the yeah. – the plumbing type stuff laid yeah. out and then we'll give you a draw. A lot of times you tell them what that's going to look like. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'll say, okay, I'm going to get to this portion You know, I'm going to request seven draws throughout this whole process. Okay. So at each point is this is what I'm have done. I'm going to have this done and this done and this done. And they'll say, okay, cool. They had your paperwork come out, look at it. It'll come up. I bet I approve it or uh, I approve everything except this. And they'll wire you what, the, what, what it is that you're requesting. And so in, in the development, specifically in just like single family development, single family ground up building, it's important to have a good relationship with the lender mm-hmm. who has an understanding uh, of, you know, what's going on. Um, shit, man. I, uh, <laughs> I'm using a lender now on a property that, that we're doing. They came out yesterday uh, morning, did a draw inspection yesterday evening. The money was in my account. And so those are the types That's of lenders good. that you want because, shit, I can get somebody to come out here and do the work. I have the material and shit. If the lender comes out the next day, I got money by, the, you know, two days later to pay my guys. So, but again, I've, I've grown this, you know, over the past few years, this relationship with these banks um, to show that I have a solid track record and I know what, what I'm doing and I'm pretty good at it. Um, this development business, once you understand the process you learn the process it's so much money to be made like 70 to a hundred thousand dollars on on you know per okay, yeah i was going so can yeah, you talk yeah. through like those numbers because like is it similar to like flipping almost or is it even better because you, so you don't have to buy the whole property at once right so i i like i like ground up development better here's why because i know what's behind the walls right mm-hmm. because i put it there you know what I mean? When you're doing flips, there's a lot of risk associated with shit, man. I hope, you know, when I fix this foundation that I don't crack the pipes or that, you know, that I don't mess up anything in the walls. So for me, I like to do that because I know I know where everything is. I know where it goes because I'm, you know, I'm on site with my builder knowing exactly where things are supposed to be. And, I, you know, behind the sheetrock. All that shit I put there. So I know where, you know. I ain't got no faulty wire. Right. I, I don't like, have no faulty wire. I ain't wires. over here gambling, hoping that the right. pipes don't bust nah, in the winter this time. Nah, nah. And so um, if you do it right, man, you 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 can make 
way more than you will on the flipping. So, and then I also, on every one of my deals, I put a developer fee in there. It might be a small ten, fifteen thousand dollars developer fee, but that's on top of my profit. That might be money to you know hold me over until the project is complete, whatever the case may be. But I always have a small. So that's included fee. in the draw payments mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Ah, that's smart. That's yeah. smart as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got a question. I, I've seen some of the homes that you built. Where are you getting your inspiration for some of these homes, especially in the South Dallas area? Man, you know, a guy from Houston actually designed my first property, um, and it was a partnership between another guy here in the in the city, and he he was like, hey, man, I got these plans. I was like, damn, I really do like these. You know, let's build them. I own a bunch of property. He was like, I bet. Um, who designed these? Guy down in Houston. Um, man. I wish that relationship had been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, egos got in the way. It's just like, bro, you just the, the designer, bro. Like, we put up all this money, my man. <laughs> like, just be cool. So but, he got he felt some way about y'all building the uh, design. I think he felt some type of way about us building it multiple times. And you know, with architects, they have this copyright deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and most reasonable architects, if you're building something multiple times. And they don't have to change anything. They might charge you just kind of a small residual fee. Almost like a royalty type shit. Exactly. They didn't have to recreate a whole plan. They didn't have to recreate it. They may have had to change the... Small uh, tweaks. No. Just change the address on the on the plans. Um, uh, so I, so they got to put... Every time they draft, they got to put this particular yeah. address. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's specifically so when you turn it in to the city for permits, it shows it. Okay, yeah. So I wanted to ask you that part. I'm glad we kind of went That's why that. I asked this question. So like, yeah, the city. <laughs> so when it comes to the development process, what role does the city play in that? And like, how does it... How does that whole thing work? Like, who do you have to go talk to? Yeah. All that stuff. So it's interesting. So <clears throat> while we think we own our land and, you know, can do whatever it is we, we want on a land, there's laws that are associated called zoning, right? And so you got to make certain the property is zoned for what you want to do. And so that's the role of the city. They come in and they give you a permit that says what you're trying to build is in fact okay to build. It fits the zoning requirements. You meet all the setback requirements, how you can build it. Here's the permit. Now that process in the city of Dallas has, you know, increased from a day to shit three months. And so the city's holding up projects these days, you know, where we would have been damn near finished with projects, you know, in that three months. So their responsibility is to ensure that the neighborhoods in fact are, meeting the standard requirements that's outlined in the zoning ordinance. It's some boring shit. I'll be honest, (laughs) you know, they should be able to do this shit a little bit faster, but at the end of the day, you got to deal with them. And so on every deal, it's almost like the city is your partner on the front end because they, they tell you what happens or if you can make something happen or if you can do what you want to do. So they play a vital role in any development, man. And so you got to make friends with them, even if you don't want to. So even with like the structure, like if you want to come and bring in something that's totally different, can they say, nah, that don't kind of fit the neighborhood, like the de- design aspects and stuff like so that? So unless it's like a historic district or something like that, they can't tell you no. Okay. Right. Unless it doesn't meet the requirements of the city. Like you can build something that they think is ugly, but if it meets the height restriction, if it has the proper land coverage ratio, it has a setback requirements. We don't care what their opinion is. You know what I mean? 
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But some areas do have design standards mm-hmm. if it's, like, historic. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to build something uh, like I normally do the modern contemporary in an area that I didn't recognize was a historic district cause, just because it was shit. It was run down, dilapidated. And I'm like, this can't be no historic district. And they was like, nah, you can't build this, my boy. I'm like, why not? Well, Everything over here looking all fucked right, up. Like, right, I'm trying to make shit. it look better. Yes. And they were like, well, you got to go read this. And it was a whole long historic bullshit and I'm just like damn okay well so, had to revamp the plan so something so, totally different so when it's a historic type district you have to use certain materials or any like how, how does that work yeah you do so a lot of times they want you to use real wood siding they want you to use real wood windows um, you might have to have like a real wood door and so it can make your project not work because if you got a house that has 20 windows, like that's the difference between $2,000 or $2,500 on some regular vinyl windows and $20,000 for wood windows. Jesus. So if I can't sell a house, you know, for $550,000, $600,000, putting $20,000 windows on there just because the historic district say you got to put wood windows and shit, that ain't going to work. So having to fight the city like, yo, look, economically it's not feasible because I can't sell this. I probably could just because the market was shifting. But I'm like, I don't want to be the guy to come in and, and sell $600,000 house first on a street where everything's falling down. Mm-hmm. Could I sell it? Yeah. It'd probably be. You Take know, a longer turnaround yeah, time type stuff. Shit, so. so you mentioned that you you focus on uh, modern contemporary. Mm-hmm. What, what what does that mean? Like, what, what is modern contemporary? Is that like the the houses that's kind of like more the vertical style? Yeah. So, um, we're, modern contemporary. You're looking at straight lines, right? And you got straight line features, large windows, open spaces. Um. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, some modern flair with the uh, interior finish outs. My house has a front-facing balcony. You know what I mean? So I have a a second story front-facing balcony in an area where, you know, typically craftsmen and, you know, other traditional style homes, kind of your historic-looking homes. So you say historic look, we talking like the... Yeah, the one you used to draw, you know, one you used to draw as a kid, you know, a house, right? (laughs) So, um, so we may go with a flat roof, a metal roof, a you know, a a smaller pitch roof where it's not like your angle, you know, it might be a little, a little flatter. Um, You know, we might throw some solar panels on a deal, you know, just for uh, energy efficiency. You know, I I got a three thousand square foot house, my electricity bill is $95 so I got solar panels you know what I mean so that's, um, that's, so that's those smart. types of things right um, 
ultimately, man, my goal is to make certain that I build unique, affordable properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and affordable affordability is a spectrum, right? Um, you know, there's a there's debates all over the world about what affordable housing is, and I'm not gonna dive into it. But I I am from the school of thought that you can build affordable homes that look damn good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And growing up, affordable housing, we thought the projects, yeah, right? It's it like, damn, I don't want no affordable housing. Yeah. I just, it's just the projects. But when you, as a developer, our deal and our goal is to change the narrative. Well, let me not say our because I can't speak for others, but my goal is to change the narrative on what affordability is and what it looks like because there's a lot more of us that need affordable housing but don't want to live in the projects, you know what I'm saying? But don't want to live in something that looks like the projects. And so it doesn't cost more money to design something nice, right? You know, 1,400 square foot traditional home, you can build it for the most part as the same as a contemporary modern home. So, okay, what is like the typical cost of construction for a house? Man, you can't. I know it's a range. Yeah, it, it's a range, man. Once upon a time before COVID, we were building houses at $60, $75 a square foot. Now we're, you know, upwards of you know, $100, 105 I've, you know, I've dealt with some stuff where it's $120 a square foot. Sheesh. And so inflation, you know what I mean? Inflation. Shortage of labor, shortage of material. Um, you know, it's just the nature of the beast. And so we have to make adjustments. And so, again, building affordable homes <laughs> in this type of marketplace is, in this type of economic environment is 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 difficult. But we get mm-hmm. it done. You know, I get it done, uh, and I'm happy to say I get it done. Awesome. And so I'm taking a um, I'm taking a a, a a page out of these folks from Atlanta's book. I don't know if you guys saw this, the South Park Cottages. Mm-hmm. Man, y'all need to get this brother on y'all show, man. Uh, I think his name is Booker T. Washington. Like get the Booker fuck T. out Washington. His name is Booker T. Washington, man. Um, I've been following him for quite some time. I actually went out to the site before they broke ground because I was real interested in it. Mm-hmm. It's a small, probably two and a half, three acre site in Atlanta. They're doing these what's called a micro community, super modern lux, man. Starting at one eighty five, max is two twenty. Um, sold out in like 40 days. Brother is giving away a house. That's that's dynamic. I think he's changing the narrative about what affordable luxury looks like. Mm-hmm. So I like that. So I'm taking a page out of his book, and I think that's what I'm going to do on that five acres I mentioned earlier. I want to do, you know, the micro home community. You know what I mean? And, and really figure out how to offer up. So when you say micro home, is that the same as a tiny home or is it a little different? Uh, well, you know, a little different. Tiny homes, from a classification perspective, is no larger than 400 square feet. So that's what they call a, a, a tiny home. Mm-hmm. Ours would be a little bigger, but when you think about like your standard living, most people like 1,200 square feet. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. But the reality is most people that live in apartments are staying in something under 900 square yeah, feet. Ain't lying. And they're comfortable. I know they're comfortable because they're spending $2,500 plus per month staying there. <laughs> You've got to be real comfortable to pay that much for that kind of. And you're not building no equity. And you're not building no equity. Yeah. So I'm going to build some really dope uh, modern contemporary uh, micro homes. So that's the go- that's the game plan. I don't know what I'm going to price them for. They're going to be under, I'd say. So, 
under two seventy. Similar, kind like condos, but just kind of different. Kind of different. Okay. Detached. They'll be detached. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. It's, they are. Yeah. They are. So do you do you own a real estate portfolio? Not portfolio, but do you do rentals as well? I know you more like on the development side, but do you have a rental portfolio? Yeah. As well? So when I started. Buying property in South Dallas, I sold my entire rental portfolio. Really? And I that's how bullish I was on it. I wanted to take all my, my excess capital, buy up as much land as I could. That's how you know a nigga believe in his yeah, dreams, though. I did. I did. And so um, now I'm at the point where, you know, because we've got to change in this interest rate environment, the things that I'm building, I want to hold on to and see, you know, what happens later on. Then be able to sell it, you know, have the end buyer paying something a little bit more affordably. Um, but right now, the next, I want to say the next 56 or so units, and 56, I know that's very specific, but I have a, a 36 unit plus another 20 that I'm working on right now. All of those I'm holding on to. So. That's one of the beauties of the real estate game. They yeah. give you those options. Like yeah, you, you can be a developer. Strategy. You yeah. can build and buy, buy and hold, or build and you can hold, have renters pay the mortgage, and then sell it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, man. It's 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 so funny watching all of the new PR marketing ideas that people are putting out there, or the concepts that people are putting out there. And selling them like I think what they call them the Burr method buy mm-hmm. you know what do they call it buy uh, buy, buy rent, rehab, 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 rehab yeah. is buy rehab Force. rent refinance. refinance and repeat yes yeah. I love that they've created this whole marketing behind it because that's really where the millionaires and the multimillionaires are made because that's all they're doing right they're not you know they're they're not selling anything. So they're not paying any taxes on capital gains because they're just pulling money out. Mm-hmm. Just recycling. <laughs> it's just debt and it's recycling and going to the next one. So I think I, I like that. I like the what they're calling house hacking. I like that shit. That shit's dope. Um, man, many different ways to to make money, especially when you are the developer. You own the dirt and you're putting up the structure. Mm-hmm. So you so can control what happens. Kind of with development, before we pivot to the next thing I want to get to, I kind of want to talk about the Financially Invincible Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's something that we got coming up. Uh, this episode is going to be dropping in a week from now. So yeah. uh, I definitely want people to know that we're doing the Financially Invincible Challenge December 5th through 9th. Yes, we're going to be having Scotty educate on how you can get started in the development game. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, can can you just can you run that resume off for him real quick, man? Because we, we ain't really say it, but I was yeah. wanting to hear it. Man, businessinabox.net. We're gonna say that first. Businessinabox.net. This is the first Go time the in a long time that I'm actually gonna be teaching real estate, which is ironic because I love to teach and I love to put people on game and I love to to impart my knowledge with you know pretty much anybody. So being able to sit in a yeah, with a group of folks that I I genuinely like, you know, with most of the guys that that are on the deal, I, I genuinely like them. I say most, but everybody, I love y'all, man. Um, but I'm gonna be talking about real estate development in its purest form, helping you understand how to find land uh, for cheap, how to buy it, um, how to develop it, how to get your plans together, um, what banks to use, what lenders to use. I'm going to damn near guarantee <laughs> after you finish 
dealing with me and after you listen to what I got that we'll have some funding lined up for you. I told my lending partner about the challenge and she's excited about being uh, a lending partner for anybody that comes on there. So we're going to be really cooking with this, man. And so um, where to find the land for cheap, uh, where to get plans drawn and how to do that understanding zoning and understanding the permit process, what to build, how to build it, all that type of stuff. I'm going to be putting it down. I'm going to be letting folks know. Um, and this isn't just something where I'm just telling you theoretically um, what's going on or what could happen. This is stuff that I've been doing for a really long time um, and that I'm actually doing right now. Like I said, I, I own about you know 48 at State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Properties that I'm working on right now at, at different stages of development. Uh, and shit, it's really up from there, man. I think. Amen. Sheesh. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. This is gonna be that pressure, the dog. The fact that he gonna have the lenders on tap, man. Yeah. Y'all better stop playing. Hey, man. And it, we, we, we coming in on Thursday. I'm a, yeah. What we got for I was about day. to say, on Thursday, we're going to be teaching you guys how to build your on online brand. Uh, for everybody who's been listening and tapping in, y'all know we've been doing this for over four years now. Uh, we've been in the game. We've been able to amass uh, across all social media platforms, almost about a million followers. We had about like 750,000 uh, followers on all platforms. We've been able to monetize that, hit multiple six-figure years back-to-back. Uh, next year, I'm looking... We're we going to we crack that. that yeah. Yeah. Next year, we're going to crack that seven. Um, but we're going to teach you guys how you can really understand setting up your brand, uh, how to be, create your brand style guide so you understand, okay, these are the fonts that I'm going to be using. This is how I get my color pattern. This is how I'm going to be talking to my audience. A lot of people aren't teaching you things whenever it comes to building a brand, but we're going to teach you some of these things. Uh, we're also going to teach you how you can set up a podcast as well, um, how you can set up a podcast that is sustainable. Now, just something that you start and you burnt out after the first two weeks or something because people not listening we're gonna teach you what it looks like and this shit is work we're gonna be 100 percent honest with you it's work so this is not no get rich quick schemes or anything like that but if you stick with it the value is there um, between our brand and our podcast We've been able to get paid for speaking engagements uh, We don't pay for anything Flights is paid for Like all of that So we're going to teach you how we're able to do all of these things And hey, ready and to I rock just gotta and roll add this. We can show you how to get it off the muscle right yeah. We started off out uh, My boy grandmama back room we was out here It wasn't nobody knew us Nobody knew what we were doing Hell no. And we showed how we From branding and marketing We were able to create as he said, multiple six-figure businesses, speaking engagements across the country, signed to the Revolt Podcast Network. So if you're interested, this is just two of the days, y'all. This is just two of the things you're going to be learning. I'm telling we you, got man. We got brothers. Four other brothers that's going to be a part of this that's going to be educating y'all. So if you're interested, businessinabox.net. Hold on. I got to get them the price price yeah. point, too, dog. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is know. all for $97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like what? Probably like $5,000 worth of value. It, 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 
I would probably I, say more than yeah, that. Yeah, I say, well, I say more than that. Who would say because, bro, more than that, bro? I'm, we got we got my boy Anthony from right. the heart side. He's teaching you how to create six, your six your cleaning exactly your cleaning prison. Yeah, we got Drake. Tim. We got Tim coming on. Tim is going to be teaching you how to become debt free. How to start leveraging that, right? We got my guy Henry. Henry owns over 84 doors by himself. Bro. He's going to be showing you how you can become a 9 to 5 millionaire by owning real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will place more than $5,000 value man, on that thing, though. You shit. Know, I, I was just saying, $97 really is still. Yeah, hey, man. No, it really is, man. Just to, just to be a fly on the wall and, and be a part of what we got going on it I, I would place it somewhere around 50 60 grand worth of worth of knowledge man shit how much y'all get flew, flown out for not too long ago y'all just eight made bands. yeah y'all just made eight nine thousand i mean come on man shit just an hour that, yeah. learning that's, that, that, that's, that's you know that's, that's, that's at least that's worth eight thousand yeah, yeah in and out <laughs> right yeah yeah so ultimately man um i encourage anybody that's listening in on this podcast that's watching us on whatever platform you're watching us to tap in with us um don't forget about the vip stuff yeah. man oh, talk yeah. about yeah that. We, got we got the vip too so we're going to do the first week, and then the second week, we're going to give you where you get an uh, hour session with all of us. I forgot Andre Haynes is going to be a part of this oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, so like we're all going to be able, you're going to get one-on-one access with us where you can really ask your questions that you might not get answered, and you can get answers value, tailored man. to your particular situation that you're in. Mm. So this is going to be that value. That's going to be two ninety seven. Um, So once again... This is a steal. Um, this is not people who bullshitting. Nope. Um, people have been doing this for five plus years, ten plus years, fifteen plus years. years. Exactly. <laughs> like brothers have, brothers are doing the work and not just reading a book yeah. and and, and yeah. spitting some shit out. Right. right you can right. see the results. So, Ariane, my man, I'm gonna ask you real kindly if you can just. Businessinabox.net. Yeah. Can, can you do it with my hand, like how I swipe? Like, yeah. okay, yeah. read it right in your hand. He did come in here with the Mister Rogers thing. He on one day. Business in the box. Businessinabox.com. Yeah, yeah, yo, nah, that's great. Oh, man. So, man, just just getting back into it. Uh, definitely, man, Scotty. I want to talk about. Something that I prefaced at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, you actually create an opportunity for small dollar investors to yeah. get in on the, the ground, ground level mm-hmm. of starting a legacy project, right? Building something that's special for the community. The retreat at Lake Noir, man. This is a beautiful, beautiful community development that you yeah. got going on. Yeah. It's about two hours outside of Dallas, in between Dallas and Houston, uh, in Oakwood, Texas. In Oakwood, yeah. Oakwood, yeah. Texas. We've been out there, man. It was a great time. I love seeing the vision for it. Hell yeah. A 20 tiny home yeah. off the grid. Uh, is it solar powered as well? Yeah, it's going to be solar, solar powered. Power. Yeah, we're going to have solar Sustainable. Yeah. Sustainable community out here, a retreat for people to kick it, man. I would love to know where that idea came from. And then just we could get into the whole project. Man, you know, the idea came uh, when I had COVID, bro. Like, I just wanted to be out of the house. I was confined to my room. Mom was, like, leaving food at the, you know, at the door. And, like, yeah, food's outside the door calling me. Like, I was like, yo, I want to be outside. And I wanted to be in a place where, you know, I could just be free and just kind of just chill and away from folks. Um, so I bought this land. And originally, you know, it had a house on it, so I was going to redo the house and just use it as hunting. 
shoot, man, I started looking at it and looking at the opportunity and saying, okay, what can I do with this to make it cash flow year round? And so I saw a couple of similar concepts around the state and I was like, you know what? I can do this here. So we built a lake, um, which we've built that. Um, and we put most of, most of the cabins around there. So we're going to, you know, we've done the pad sites around it. And, um, so 20 of them, man, it's, uh, and I, I pause for a second, man, because not often do I just stop and like appreciate what I've done because it's like when I get done with something, it's like on it's to on next. to the next when I stop and, I, you know, I don't get a chance to just stop. And so like hearing you talk about it, I'm just like, damn, this is a dope project. It really is an amazing project. And so it's a multi-million dollar project. And I could have did this whole deal on my own, bro. Um, but having the opportunity to bring in our people and bring in folks who wouldn't necessarily be able to participate in something like this to invest as little as a thousand dollars to be a part of this and to, to, to take part in a residual income that happens from, you know, rental, you know, and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, we can, we can make this happen. So I said, you know, I talked to my guy, Chris down in Houston and, you know, how'd you do it? And shout out to Chris in the goal. Yeah. Do you think this is a cool situation? He was like, yeah, you know, and you know, all that type of stuff. And and I'd been trying to do something like this because I was doing a lot of ground up development. Um, And I recognized that there was a, there's a missing piece in any development project. And that is, there's not a whole bunch of black investors that are involved. Mm -hmm. And so with the jobs act, this allows for us to be a part of a ground up development. And remember what I said earlier, anywhere you look around where there's real estate and buildings, it's because of a developer that came in and said, all right, this is what this is going to look like. And this is how I'm going to make that shake. So with that being said, I was like, okay, as a developer from the ground up, this is what I'm going to make this look like. This is where I want my funding sources to come from. I want a bank and put my money in. I want my investors to be majority black. Or all black, if we can get there, and that's what we've been working on, man. And so it's been um, been pretty dynamic. So the fund is open. We reopened it um, after we closed it in January, or what was that? April. After we closed mm-hmm. it in April, um, we did the ceremony of groundbreaking. Had folks doing the social media posts, and everybody started hitting me up like, "Yo, I want to invest." I- Lady hit me in and just so happened after that groundbreaking, the person who we did the the raise, the platform that we did the raise on, hit me and said. The SEC allowed for an increase because of this whole inflation. They did some type of calculation and said there's an additional amount that you can raise. I'm like, shit, we're going to raise that. And so we reopened it back up just for that small amount, $262,000. Investors can invest as little as $1,000 into the deal. You know, and so it's a smallchange.co. Look for Lake Noir, the retreat at Lake Noir. See all of the information about it, man. Um, going on investor tours. The first one is this weekend. Then we got two more in December. Um, I anticipate, honestly, after this weekend that we will have uh, met that that goal for the for that small amount of raise. So you might miss out on your opportunity. You, you might miss out. This. But, yeah. But that doesn't mean you won't be able to visit. Yeah. yeah. And I, I look at it. Again, I think that project is so special because it's something that our people need, yeah. right? It's a off the grid. I'm a country boy, man. Mm-hmm. I come from the country. We we from Louisiana. Something where you can kind of go out, disconnect mm-hmm. to reconnect, right? Yeah. You go mm-hmm. out there, you disconnect from all the 
hustle and bustle, the crazy stuff. Go outside. You got the, you by the lake. You mm-hmm. go fishing. Go fishing. Yeah. Go. I'm pretty sure they got somewhere you can go hunt if you into that. I ain't no yeah. hunter, man. Yeah. I ain't. That ain't my thing. But like, you can go and just get away. Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com, code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. And enjoy yourself. And I mean, it was 20 tiny homes. They got some di- some space between them. Mm-hmm. You just kind of in your own little zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful setup mm-hmm. out there. Um, we got a, a creek that splits the property, so we built a bridge. So you Y'all finally the, got all of that cleared yes, and stuff? Yeah, so we cleared the creek, built the bridge across there. Um, so when you go on the other side, there's a bunch of the cabins that'll be sitting up kind of high up and just mm. overlooking everything. So it's beautiful, man. It really is a beautiful site. Um, I'm excited about. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um. My target for the grand opening is at the end of the first quarter. Uh, And so we're going to be, you know, we're going to be going and moving fast. Once this thing closes on the raise, we're going to be rocking and rolling. Are you planning on doing more of these throughout, like, the state or going to other states and doing this like that? Possibly. You know, my goal is to get this proof of concept up and then see how we can make this a nationwide thing, how we can um, help other people create this type of legacy long term mm-hmm. maybe like a business in a box type situation <laughs> I, ain't gonna lie, I think something like this in louisiana would be crazy yeah, too yeah. like a sportsman paradise edition of that mm-hmm. we'll have to talk about yeah, that yeah yeah like so, I, I think that would be crazy yeah off of one of our rivers man shit yep Some ugly ass rivers but uh <laughs> hey, dog, you ain't got a you ain't got a shit on them hey, like man, that, i love man. louisiana I'm, I'm a louisiana boy but i, I water brown bro i'm yeah. just gonna call it what it is call it what it is <laughs> yeah you don't want to fish in there Hey, I, I'm fishing it. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, you pull out some yeah. river monsters, right, dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get a, get, might get a little gator on the side. You know, yeah. no big deal. They, they be chilling, bro. They be chilling. So, Scotty, like with Lake Noir, I know everything's still in the development phase. Um, have y'all determined like what it's gonna look like for somebody to go out there and actually stay there at this time? Yeah. So, um, like I said, our goal is to be done with all of them Q1 of next year, 2023, mm-hmm. and so that's when people will be able to start renting them out. Um, so short-term rental, we'll have a booking site up, lakenoir.com. We'll have them probably on all the platforms for, you know, starting off now mm-hmm. just to get a wide net of people interested. And, you know, when you come out, you book, you know, we're going to have Wi-Fi on there for the folks that want to connect. But um, the goal is to just unplug and, and disconnect from the busyness of life. So. Mm-hmm. And how many people could, uh, like, would one of the cabins stay? Like, so our largest cabin uh, sleeps four. Okay. The okay. smaller one sleeps two. So real intimate. So if you wanted, you know, you and a you group and of friends, you know, y'all you can and book, your lady. You know, you know, y'all can book three of them right next to each other. If it's a couple's trip, book the three or four next to each other. Or just an intimate type setting, you and your significant other. 
you go out there and enjoy it. Um, each of them will have, you know, a fire pit slash barbecue pit, um, kind of picnic table, set up chairs right outside of it. So you really don't have to leave. And I'm talking about full kitchen, you know, a kitchenette, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you have your, you know, a little uh, oven and stove top and, you know, sink in the kitchen, you know, bathroom with the shower, running water. So you're not going to be roughing it. Think about it like this luxury in the woods. One, one of the things I also like about this project is what you're doing for the community there as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be employing people from the community to take care of the site, yeah. you know, to do the cleaning. I know you said y'all working with one of the companies to do the firewood, mm-hmm. everything like that. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. really love that you're going into the community, but you're also boosting the economy yeah. of that community. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the whole thing. And the average income for, for Oakwood is like $35,000. we are going to be paying our employees more than that, um, you know, substantially more than that. You know, hopefully – you know, we'll have a laundry list of applications once that opens. But, yeah, we want to impact the community in such a positive way that we're welcomed and, you know, we get the buy-in from everybody and all this around. We want this thing to spread like wildfire fire across the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the fact that we're doing something so you – what I see is so unique because of our, our style mm-hmm. of our cabins. You know, it just – you know, I'm, I'm hoping that people are like, yo, this is dope. But there's only 20 of them. Where are the rest of them? I'm like, hey, man, yeah. just pay attention. There might be another hundred that another pop one up popping up near yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the goal. Have y'all kind of came up with a price of what it's going to be per night, anything like that? Anywhere between 150 and 200 a night. Okay. That's where we're starting off right now. Um, so it's a little less than what a lot of the other tiny cabin type mm-hmm. situations go for across the state. So we'll see. It might be room for an increase, but modestly speaking, that's where we'll be. Hey, I know so, where I'm going to be next 4th of July. That's yeah, all I got to say. I'm yeah. out there at Lake Noir kicking it. We got the kicking fire pit the lit. Fire pit, I'm trying to be there yeah. in the cold time. It's the, the perfect time, time right yeah, now, too. Like, you yeah. know, so the cold, you know, this is this is the perfect time. You know, this is the cuddle weather. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then you're also going to be able to see, like, the stars and everything because mm-hmm. it's so far it's out so the, out the yeah. city. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be a great time, y'all. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Scott, I kind of still want to. I want to change gears again. Um, talking about the real estate market now, mm-hmm. I know recently the Fed. Um, I think it was announced. I'm starting to see a lot of real estate developers or brokers talk about the Fed announced that interest rates are actually falling mm-hmm. right now after the most recent rate hike. Uh, so, just kind of getting from somebody in the game, what's your opinion and outlook on the industry right now? Oh man, it is. It's. Kind of turbulent, but if you're doing things the right way, you can still win. You can win in real estate in every single market, mm-hmm. right? Um, so as a buyer, right, if you're a savvy buyer and you decided to wait until prices decreased or, you know, until you could have a little bit more flexibility, that's cool. You may pay, excuse me, you may pay uh, a little less for your home, but you'll have a larger mortgage Mm -hmm. payment right now because rates are high Mm -hmm. but that's not a bad thing because what goes up must must come come down down. so if you can refinance out of a seven and a half percent interest rate or a 6.9 percent interest rate you can't refinance out of a you know hundred thousand dollar over ask price you can't refinance out of that yeah and so as buyers think of it that way as sellers good luck 
do what you need to do to get people to buy your home. Offer two one buy downs, you know, contributions. What's a two one so buy down? That that is a way for a seller to contribute towards paying down the buyer's interest rate for a mm. couple of years. And so it's just a way to, you know, hey, look, we'll pay for the two one buy down if your if your your mortgager uh, has that. So there's different ways. Um, from an investor standpoint, it's a little tight on the numbers. So if you're buying properties, holding them for rent, like it's a little tight right now just because rates are higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to do different things. You got to have, you got to make certain that you're buying properly. You're not overpaying like folks were doing, you know, a couple when of years. The low back. interest rates. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people got used to them 2% interest rates and started paying. 2.5%, 3%. over house. No, crazy. no inspection, no nothing. Yeah. No equity either. No equity either. So real estate in every single market, there's millionaires to be made. No matter what the interest rates are doing, you just buy right, understand what your exit strategy is, and execute that. Fuck everything else. If you stay on what your goal is and what your plan is, you'll you'll do well. Hmm. So ultimately, that's what I encourage people to do. Understand what your investment strategy is versus to folks telling you what you can and can't do in the market. It's like, all right, well, cool. If I can go buy a property that's, you know, $60,000, but I know I'll be able to sell it for one hundred and eighty later, fuck the rates. I'm going to get that $60,000 house. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put the money's more expensive to buy, you know, to buy it, but that's okay. You can refinance Mm -hmm. out of that at some point. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to sell it, shit, you're just going to make a bunch of money. Because, shit, even if you got to do a 2-1 buy down, you you know, and you end up netting 170 instead of 180. That's still a great. That's still a great spread. So um, I say look at anything in this real estate market, in this economy, in such a way that it makes sense for your investment portfolio. So that's the that's the greatest advice. I love Appreciate it. That. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know we're going to have to switch gears and go to our last segments. I know you got to get up out of here. Uh, so I'll let David go ahead with his okay. first question. So, Scotty, got to ask you my favorite question. What's the favorite um, question? What is a personal finance tip or principle that you live by that you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, a personal finance tip that I love? Um, shit. P- leverage properly. Don't over leverage. And so um, I know there's a lot of people out there, gurus that tell you there's bad debt and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I I don't believe in that. I think if you leverage properly, you'll be very wealthy. (laughs) You'll be very, very wealthy. Um, Don't over leverage, but leverage properly. Okay. I'm going to get to my three questions. First question. Are you frugal or are you a flexor? Um, I'm fiscally responsible. I like that one. I ain't get that uh, answer yet. Yeah, I'm fiscally hey, man, responsible. They be, they be coming with some damn answers on this yeah, question. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't. I don't. If you see me, you never see. You've never seen me with a chain for the most part. I got a little small chain. You know. Hey, you ain't got no Cuban link. I, I, ain't I don't never got no Cuban you link. Yeah. I don't. You know. It's because most of my wealth is tied up in my in my my real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, don't get me wrong. I do like nice shoes. 
You know, my, my grandfather used to say, you can tell a lot by a man by his shoes. So you might see me in a plain uniform. I may have jeans, a white T-shirt, a gray T-shirt, or a black T-shirt, pair of thieves. You know, I, I always rock pair of thieves. Them folks going to give me a sponsorship <laughs> at some point. So I got to <laughs> make heard it. that, huh? Yeah, pa- pair of thieves. They're soft, comfortable. But I always have some nice shoes on, man. So, but yeah, I'm not fiscally responsible. That's a bit. <laughs> I like that. My second question is, what are you doing to leave a legacy for your kids with, you know, the real estate and everything? How are you going to pass this down? So I set my kids up. So my kids are, are, are trust fund babies. <laughs> like, Black trust fund Black babies. Trust we fund love babies. it. Um, so I set up a trust. Everything is held in that trust. Um, I mean, literally everything. And so my daughter, my, my oldest child is 13 and she knows where the trust documents are. If anything ever happens to me, all you got to do is go here. You got this information. It's right there. It's the directives of everything. It tells you where everything goes. Um, I just recently um, finished a book, What the what Would the Rockefellers Do? Mm. Um, it talks about the Rockefeller Trust and the whole infinite banking situation. So there's some concepts in there that I might implement into my trust uh, as I go through my end of the year adjustments for it. But that's how I'm that's how I'm setting them up, man. My kids ain't gonna have to worry about a goddamn thing. So I'm gonna set them up uh to where they can they can live their purpose. They don't have to scramble or work and do something they don't want to do just for money. Um so that's that's how I'm but my grandkids are also gonna be like that as well. <laughs> that's what's up man. I love the it. Smith legacy. The Smith yeah. legacy, right, yeah. That shit hard. My last question, which I'm pretty sure this is a yes. Do you have life insurance? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've had life insurance. I got life insurance the day after my daughter was born. That was that was my first thing that I did. Matter of fact, I want to say she was born. I went and hollered at my boy. Like, they were asleep. And I was like, all right, let's set this shit up because – you know, I was young. Shit was like 25 bucks. So I'm like, oh, let me get that. Um, there's some new policies that I'm going to implement again. That's part of my year end, you know, adjustment. So, yeah. Life insurance, man. Shit. You insure everything else. We got insurance on these damn phones. Tell you, you don't have know. life insurance, man. And you got kids or a family that you love. You crazy. Like. If you die and their income start coming, what are they going to do? Man. Uh, y'all already know how I feel about that damn fish fry. Hell I yeah. see one more GoFundMe link, one more fish fry, one more. Oh man, look, I, I'm sorry to you. Cut it, cut it. We need you to to handle your business. And if you want to learn more about life insurance, make sure you come back next week. Next we week, go, yeah. we're gonna have some game for y'all on the next episode of the life yeah, insurance. Sure. One of our boys just, on the business in the box is gonna be talking about yeah, that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shit. Well, Mr. We, Smith, yeah. man. I got to say, thank you so much for coming and grace the BWR podcast. I said long overdue. Definitely glad to have you. So appreciate y'all having me, man. For real. No problem, man. This is a fun time. Definitely, definitely. So before we let you go, I would love for you to just let the people know where they can follow you. uh, If they want to get involved with the retreat at Lake Lake Noir. If it's not too late. Yep. Uh, how can they do that? Um, and they can just, still just follow the page. Yeah, that how you can get tapped in with you. So follow the page, Lake Noir, L-A-K-E-N-O-I-R-E, Lake Noir. You can follow that. Then follow me, of course, Scotty L. Smith, Scotty with an I-E. Scotty Smith on all the platforms. 
on everything. I'm easy to find. I'm the guy smiling with the happy holic shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Peace and blessings, family. I, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thank you. No problem, my brother. So before we get up out of here, we're going to get into some house cleaning. I want to say thank you to all our listeners who come in week in, week out. Thank y'all so much. Let's see if we got us a new rating that we we can read off, man. We finally hit a thousand ratings, man. I'm so happy about that, bro. We hit hit the thousand rating mark, man. I was super ecstatic. Y'all make sure y'all please keep leaving those ratings and reviews. It helps us grow the show. Uh, Preferably five-star rating and review. Y'all make sure... That you're spreading this with people who can benefit from this information. This is why we do what we do with Black Wealth Renaissance. Uh, as they always say, you want to hide some information from black people, put it in a book. Or maybe put it on a podcast. Because some of y'all think podcasts, well, not people listening to this, but it's a lot of people think podcasts is just us talking about Our relationships, relationships, men versus women, bills, all of that other bullshit. But we're having conversations that you can use to actionably benefit your life. So if you know somebody that may be out just saying, hey, man, black podcast, the worst thing to have to black people. Share this one with them. Yeah, yeah. man. Let, let, them, let, them, let them get some game. and let them, Don't just tell them, oh, man, you tripping. Give them a little something, something. And yeah. that's what we're here for. Sprinkle that knowledge on them. I do see we have one from Elto B. Uh, incredible content conveyed in a relatable and down-to-earth way. We'll definitely be sharing. So appreciate you so much. Thank you for uh, tapping in. Follow Thank you for example. sharing. Uh, yeah, follow their example. Also, if you're on YouTube, hit that little notification bell. Subscribe. Uh, we are growing our channel. Uh, as y'all can tell, we've been investing in making sure our production is nice and tight. Shout out to my boy Arian on the boards. We gonna making sure that we good. Things, yeah, yeah, man. I want He's to always... sound like like Gibeon. <laughs> Arian. <laughs> 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 but man I just want to say Once again Thank y'all um, Y'all make sure Y'all tap into The Financially Invincible Challenge Business Financially in Invincible Challenge Click that link below Businessinabox.net We gonna see y'all December 5th Through the night We lit Yes sir And until next time This is Blackwell Black Renaissance Signing, signing out Peace Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.